Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? Bless the Lord, you His angels, that excel in strength, that do His commandments, hearkening unto the voice of His word. Psalm 103, verse 20. Our subject today, let's study about angels. First, a thank you to our J-Web and greetings to all of you, and thank you for being with us today for this very special study. Alton Hayes, in a lecture many years ago titled, The Angels of God in Heaven, stated the following, Even though some are willing to deny the existence of angels, they cannot be denied by those who would honestly seek truth. By a simple look at the Scriptures, nothing could be plainer. Angels exist. With the word angel appearing 287 times in the King James Version of the Bible, there can be no doubt this is a biblical subject. We agree. And today, dear friends, let let us, if you will, notice four characteristics of these special beings. But first, a few words about our friends at HouseToHouse.com. We at International Gospel Hour appreciate our co-laborers at HouseToHouse.com, an outstanding website with topic research, free materials, and an excellent media section. Check it out today at HouseToHouse.com. That's HouseToHouse.com. Characteristic number one, angels are known as messengers. After all, the word literally means messenger. And they are beings with a message that shows how God cared for his people. For example, how God helped Lot in Genesis 19, 1-11. How the angel Gabriel spoke to Zacharias about John in Luke 1, 11-20. And to Mary about the birth of Christ, Luke 1, 26-38. We also note in Matthew's account, Matthew 1, 20-24, that an angel spoke to Joseph about not putting Mary away, that she was carrying the Christ child. So, dear friends, very quickly, angels are messengers. Well, what message would an angel bring today? The fact is, folks, they will not bring a message today, because there is no need to bring a message that has already been brought, and that is the gospel of Christ. Listen to the words of Paul in Galatians 1, verse 8. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Second, though, angels are ministers. In Exodus 14 and verse 19, an angel went before Israel when they departed from Egypt to minister to serve. One even withstood Balaam and his donkey, Numbers 22, 22-35. How about Daniel in the lion's den? In Daniel 6.22, the angels shut the lion's mouths. And also how angels came and ministered to the Lord, Matthew 4, verse 11, and Mark 1, verse 13. The Hebrew writer in Hebrews 1.14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Now, friends, we know not how the Lord uses angels on the behalf of the Christian today. We don't know how all of that works, but I do know this. 
I can simply trust in my Lord and be thankful for His care and His use of the angels of whom He created. Let's notice a third letter M. We see them as messengers of days gone by, ministers today, but also let's keep in mind they are minimal in their effect. After all, they are created by God, as affirmed in Psalm 148, verse 2, and especially verse 5. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded, and they were created. Angels are not all-knowing. Matthew 24:36 says, But of that day and hour, the return of Christ, knoweth no man, know not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And in 1 Peter 1, in verse 12, we think about the things that were prophesied in old that the Bible says that angels desire to look into them. You see, the angels did not know everything. They're not all-knowing. They are under the authority of God in Christ. For in Matthew 25, verse 31, The Son of Man will come in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him. Then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory. In 1 Peter 3, in verse 22, Speaking of Christ, who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto Him. So while they are powerful beings, they are not eternal, they are limited to God's usage. Now, very quickly, we've noted angels as messengers of old, ministers being used today of God and yet minimal in their power, let's talk a little bit about some misunderstandings about angels. Now, friends, we're not desiring to upset anyone, but we do want to look at the Bible, and if we will trust what the Bible says, then we will be encouraged and not upset therein. Here's a misunderstanding. Loved ones that pass from our presence become our angels. You know, this is possibly from Acts 12 and verse 15 when Peter knocked on the door of Mary after his release from prison. I mean, there was an assumption that he was dead. The context affirms that they thought Peter was dead, and it was his spirit that was coming to them. Remember verse 5, when Rhoda came back into the house after Peter had knocked on the door and she closed the door on him, she came and said that Peter was at the door the Bible says in Acts twelve fifteen, but they said to her, You are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, It is his angel. So they thought that this was Peter as a spirit being. Now, dear friends, we noted moments ago from Psalm 148 in verse 5 that angels are created. Angels are not created and then given someone else's spirit. It does not comfort one when you say, Well, God needed them more than you did. Dear friends, God creates angels to see to his needs. God does not take a child from a mama or a daddy or a mother or father to put them through misery because he needs another angel. Dear friends, the Bible does not teach when one passes from this life, they become an angelic being overlooking or watching over someone. We're reminded in Ecclesiastes 12:7, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. But the loved one does not become an angel. Now, with this in mind, let's consider another misunderstanding about guardian angels. Do children have guardian angels? 
And I suppose, friends, this could be easily taken from Matthew 18 and verse 10. Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Now, it does refer to their angels, but it doesn't say that they are guardian angels, that their angels see the face of the Father who is in heaven, a manner of how God looks down upon the little ones and how little ones are indeed treasured. But I've often wondered, what happens when a child loses its life? Could we say that that child's guardian angel was not doing its job? And again, friends, I'm not trying to bring forth to poke a fun at anything. By all means, no. But dear friends, if a child is delivered and we say they had a guardian angel, what about when a child does die? Now, do we wish to damage faith in one that embraces this? No, but allow our faith to be accurate and not give a false hope or any type of false instruction. Let's take comfort in the passage we noted earlier from Hebrews 1 and verse 14 about ministering servants, about angels, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Ministering servants, they are obedient within God's word, and angels operate in the world today according to God and His will. They don't make decisions for Christians, nor do they keep Christians from harm. And we know not how the Lord uses angels on our behalf today, but dear friends, I believe it's safe to say that let us simply trust Him and be thankful for His care. Some other odds and ends of misunderstandings. Gabriel is not the archangel nor an archangel. The designation of archangel is never attributed to Gabriel in the Scripture. Now, Michael was the archangel, or a chief angel, if you will, as affirmed in Jude 9 and 1 Thessalonians 4.16. I understand and know that TV shows of days gone by, like Highway to Heaven and Touched by an Angel, may be very good and clean entertainment, but not biblically accurate, nor words that are eternal. Dear friends, let's just grasp and know that God is in control, And yet angels are used for His will and His way. We're going to wrap this up with another thought in a moment as we conclude. But folks, we understand as we've studied the Scriptures today that we can know God's will for our lives. And it very well could be we need to embrace better Bible study. Here is an online Bible course that we have just for you. Here is our J-Web. We have an exceptional online Bible course we'd like to offer. Like all our offerings, it is absolutely free and available through our friends at World Bible School. All you'll need to do is go to worldbibleschool.org and register. You'll be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. It's a great opportunity. And again, we offer a free online study at worldbibleschool.org. Please sign up today. And now, let's keep pursuing God's Word. What a thrilling study today, dear friends, and might we conclude with a most excellent thought from my friend and brother Eric Lyons of ApologeticsPress.org. In his article, Guardian Angels, from their publication Reason and Revelation, Eric noted, More than anything, God's people need to focus and meditate on God's greatness and not the wonderful ways of God's angelic creation. 
They exist in the spiritual realm because God made them, Psalm 148, 1 through 5. They minister to us because God sends them, Hebrews 1, 14. They will have a part in the second coming because God will bring them, Matthew 13, 40 through 43, 49 through 51, and Matthew 25, 31 through 32. Dear friends, again, we hope that this study of angels has been helpful to you today, and we will continue our studies together another time. I'm Jeff Archie. Thank you for joining me on the International Gospel Hour, and dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God, but second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com.